Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. You're listening to my podcast about healing after narcissistic abuse. Welcome. Hello there, it's Claire from Come Back Brighter here. I'm going to talk to you today about the little clues that narcissists give you when it comes to the things that really matter to them. And and this is really interesting because there's like a parallel here. There's like there's like a pattern here. And this is the thing about narcissistic abuses. There's, there's the circumstances and the situations might be different for everybody. Okay, exactly, exactly what the abuse is, exactly the, the the situation, whether it's a mother or a father or or whatever it is. But they behave in ways that are so similar. And I, for one, am, um, I don't know that please is the right word, but find that like a relief that there are patterns in their behavior because it's very validating. So when you're watching a video, hopefully some of mine, and you're thinking that resonates with me. Oh my gosh, that sounds so familiar. That That's really reassuring because then you know it's not you. Um, and they play from the same songbook. They, they, their behaviors or their, they're like the reasoning behind their behaviors are the same. Okay. So I'm going to share with you about two narcissists that I know. And this concerns like their home environment. Okay. One is um, a bedroom and the other one is a living room. So in one, one of these narcissists living room, they had lots and lots of trinkets everywhere, little bits and pieces everywhere which just, I, I can't stand all that stuff everywhere. Anyway, and, and and a lot of the stuff was things that they brought back from holiday. So it wasn't necessarily the normal kind of ornaments that you might expect, especially from an older person. It was slightly un, unusual items, okay? And on their wall, they had this French hen. It was a, um, like a, like a like a a homemade kind of thing with made with pasta and different textures and all manner i don't i don't know that you call it a sculpture i don't know what you call it it wasn't 3d or anything but and and in this house right this was this was a woman who had children and grandchildren and there wasn't a single photograph in the living room of anyone not of her and her husband when they got married not of her children when they were babies or growing up or adults and none of her grandchildren either. Okay. And I just, I, I have a very curious mind. So when I'm thinking about these things, I'm detached emotionally from all this stuff. Now I can look at it and be curious about it and see well, what, what does that mean? Now, the story is that this particular narcissist was a retired teacher. And so the story that she'd made this French hen with the children at her school. Okay. Or they'd all made one and she'd made one as well. So she'd made like a, like a demonstration one and uh, to show the kids and the kids had made them as well. But this was on her living room wall. She was very, very proud of this. A lot of people asked her about it. She would tell me that virtually everybody that came into her living room would ask her about it because it was unusual because it was unique, because it wasn't something that you'd normally see on a living room wall. She got a lot of attention for it. And then she could tell everybody that she was a teacher if they hadn't known already. So 
they had all these little mementos of their holidays everywhere and and she had this french hen on the wall and to me what this means right i'm no psychologist but to me what this means and no family is that family's not important family didn't matter she didn't want to have photos of her children she didn't want to have those memories she didn't want to be reminded of what her baby her, her children were like when they were babies or or really well you know as they were growing up there was no there were no reminders whatsoever you would have walked in there and you would have thought that she didn't have children you could have thought that very easily so why did she have this stuff because what was most important to her image and her identity was that she was a teacher and that's why she had this French hen on the wall or hen, whatever, on the wall. And they had all these trinkets from their traveling to show how well traveled they were, how kind of cultural they were, how experienced they are were with other cultures and, and all the rest of it. And it's just mainly like European stuff. You know, they, they mainly went to like Italy and whatever for their holidays but they'd always bring back something unusual and then again it could be a, a talking piece it could be something that she would she would have to explain why it was there and and then there would be this kind of maybe element of bragging that she'd been on holiday and been to this amazing place and she picked up this unusual item while she was there so what was most important to her her holidays to show that she she traveled and the fact that she had been a teacher but family were not there at all. And when it so when it came to like this living room, it was it wasn't her living room, okay? It was her showcase. It was her place where she could show off the things that were most important to her. It it was a, a place that she could, um, like 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 compound her image okay because even though she'd been been a teacher and retired for 10 20 30 years whatever it was you know years ago she still had this on the wall so she was still clinging on to that image that she had as being a teacher but by this time she was obviously a mother and she was a grandmother but that image wasn't important to her she didn't care about that Whereas there might be other narcissistic grandmothers that have got pictures of their grandchildren and children plastered everywhere because that's important to their image. So this is how you find out what's important to them and what they will fight tooth and nail to defend. So you might have the, the narcissistic grandmother who's got all the pictures of her children and her grandchildren everywhere. The whole place is pickled with pictures. But... It'll all be for show. It'll all be about those photo opportunities that they had, which might then in turn go to social media as well. Because that's a lot of that is about presenting a false image too. But when you've got the photos everywhere and you've got the photos of the grandchildren having fun, you make people would make the assumption this is a loving grandmother. But that is what is important to her, her image. There is no genuine love underneath that. There is no sincere connection with her grandchildren. There is no love and approval for her children or her grandchildren. It's all about the image. So the other example I have 
and this is really I've, I've only just so this might give you some clues it might give you some clues when you go into a narcissist home what what is everywhere and that will be what's important to their image and that will be the thing that will um they'll fight the hardest for they will be determined to be presenting themselves as a certain kind of person and and their space it might be their garden it might be their car they drive but it but their living space too especially if they have a lot of people in it will not be a cozy place to be it will be a place for them to showcase what a fabulous person they are in whatever aspect of their life they thought it was that was important to them so with this other narcissist this was his bedroom okay and by this time he had he had children and he had grandchildren okay and this was just his bedroom okay he went off into his own bedroom and in this room he had everywhere every surface he had pictures of him at work he had a picture of him like presenting he had a picture of him with the teams that he'd worked with he had a picture of him at conferences he had like a like a like a semi-professional photograph of him actually like on stage doing doing the thing that he did and there wasn't a single photograph of any of his children or his grandchildren so what does that tell you what that tells you is what was most important to this narcissist was his working career that was that was most important to him nothing else mattered now unlike the living room which is more of a kind of not exactly public space, but it's not such a private space as the bedroom. This is what he wanted to see when he woke up in the morning. He wanted to be reminded. This is when he was retired. And he was like, he didn't actually kind of formally and officially retire. He, he was ill and he had to retire because he'd been ill. So there was no, so what he was, what he was doing was again, like the other one with the hen with the teacher, harking back to the old days with such fond memories although at the time uh, and I was with him for a lot of this he hated what he was doing or that's what he told me or that's how he led me to believe he felt about it but there he is with these pictures up of strangers of people that he met you know maybe a couple of them he met consistently over a period of years because they were also doing the same thing as him and they were on his team so some of them he might have known for for a number of years but the majority of the photographs of the group photographs were taken of people that he met maybe for a week or maybe two or a push like maybe a month and then they dropped out he he was no longer in contact with them they're gone disappeared finished gone off and done their own thing and that having photographs of those people were, was more important than having pictures of his family. So I'm not to say, like, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But I think what it is, is their living spaces become reflective of what is important to them. It becomes like a, like a reflection of what they, what they want their image to be. And and it, and it's it's just interesting that in both cases they were utterly devoid of any family photographs both of them like 
like it was noticeable <laughs> you know and and with both these people um i knew them for a long time um it didn't strike me as really that strange at the time but it's only now when i'm looking back and thinking wow wow there was no there was no like family ties or connection or uh like family love or anything there there was no interest in the members of their family in their own children and their own grandchildren no interest whatsoever and that tells you all you need to know but like i say you might have the opposite case where you have a narcissistic parent or grandparent who's got baby pictures everywhere and that's because that's what's important to their image because there is another narcissist that i know that that she had the baby pictures in her bedroom she had the school photos in her bedroom and she had the grandchildren pictures in her bedroom because what was important to her was her image as a mother and her image as a grandmother. So it's like a sneak peek. Now, the, the serious thing to mention about all of this is whatever it is that they're plastering all over their home and in particular in their bedroom, because that's like a really private space, is, is reflective of what's important about their, of, to them, to their image. But, and they will fight tooth and nail to keep that image. So I'll be willing to bet you if you have ever had like a run in with these people and and maybe you can think about it, I'd be interested to see whether or not it was because in some way you were insulting their image as the working person, the teacher, the mother and grandmother. And that was the time when they exploded. That's the time when they reacted because they weren't you were in some way kind of cracking that veneer of that of that image that they had of themselves and that were so desperate to to perpetuate and so desperate to to put out to other people all the time that's that will be the time when you see the really ugly side of them when you when they feel like you're attacking their image because that's all they've got they weren't maybe necessarily a very good teacher or the, or the working guy. He wasn't necessarily particularly good at his job, nor necessarily enjoyed it. But they got something from it. With the teacher was probably the social standing, was being like well regarded in the community as a teacher. Was, you know... Um, you know, the, the standing within the school as being a teacher as well, because, of course, there are other staff as well. So it gives them an opportunity to kind of maybe lord it over people because they're a teacher. And maybe if they work their way up the ladder so they were a deputy, uh, deputy head or head teacher, then that gave them even more opportunity to lord it over everybody else. They were they were better and they were recognised as being better because they got these promotions. But she didn't necessarily enjoy it but she got something from it that fed her need to be better than, to feel superior to, to boost her image in some way or another. And the same with the guy that, who was working. Again, at the time, I don't think he really enjoyed it, but it might well be that it earned him enough money to be flash with his cash. And that was enough for him 
for, for it to be really important to him, for, for it to be the most important thing to him, because money is so important to a narcissist. I think, I think in actual fact, you know, aside from their image, it's probably the most important thing to them. Gives them a lot of power over their family members. So it might have been just that he was, he was financially compensated. It might have been that he was the center of attention for that period of that course or whatever it was. That he was the teacher. He was the one on stage. He was performing. And everyone looked to him for answers. So he felt he was like, like superior than them because he knew the answers. He was teaching them. He was better than them because he knew the answers. And that might have been enough for him. And the one that was the grandmother, uh, the mother and the grandmother, what kind of mother was she? What kind of grandmother was she? Was she a mother who was loving and accepting of her children and her grandchildren? Did she care for them, really? Probably not. But her image was to look like a good mother and grandmother. So it can give you a bit of a clue. I don't know how it would help you necessarily, but, but it might be a way to... It just it's just as far as I'm concerned, it's just another way to understand these people. If you can if you can dig down and find out what's important to them and you're still in contact, <clears throat> then it might help you. This is a subject to avoid. We won't talk about their work because because whenever you're talking about anything to do with that image, it's really dicey ground. You, you don't know when you're going to step on a landmine and they're going to explode. And, and, it, and it's a completely unreasonable, over-the-top over reaction to whatever it is that you've said. <clears throat> but if, if this is retrospective, right, if, you're, if you are uh, no contact, <clears throat> you know, short-term or long-term, it's just interesting. It's just interesting to, to, to look and see, right, because it's, and it's like a statement. I think the other thing as well is, I think it's just meant, I don't know, probably, but it's meant maybe as another slight. It's meant as another way for you to feel not important if you're a family member. So if you go into a family member's house and everywhere they've got evidence of their working career or a hobby they have or whatever, a sport they like, but there's not a single picture of, of a family member and most especially not a picture of you, you're supposed to feel that's like, you are not as important as their sport, their hobby, their profession, their job, whatever it is that they've got plastered everywhere. You're meant to feel that. So it's like a, like a, like a double whammy. You're already feeling unimportant and like you're trying to uh, like earn their love and approval. And then, then you go in and it's like, well, I'm not important, am I? Because there's nothing of me here and there's nothing of my children here. So it's meant as just another stab as well. So I hope this brings you great, you know, greater understanding. Um, it's really fascinating when you see the links between different people, different families, different experiences that you've had with narcissists. And you can you can see there's another pattern there. The more we can, I think the more that we can either identify what it is that they're all about if you're still in contact i think that gives you a certain amount of kind of like understanding which might help you 
Okay. It might help you as in, you know, what to talk about, what not to talk about. If, if you've got to appease them for something, then you know that, oh, right, the what's important to them, oh, look, it's all over their living room, it's their career, let's say something about their career, like buffer them up a bit. Now, now I've got to say, right, I, part of me did feel a little bit uncomfortable about doing this kind of thing. It's like stroking their ego. It's like you're being manipulative. But if you still have to have contact with them, then you've got to make it as easy as possible for yourself. That's all that matters. And especially if you're taking measures at the moment to distance yourself to because you've realized what the dynamic is and you want to pull away, but you've got to sort out certain issues with them before you do, you've got to make it as best as you possibly can for yourself. And if you're no contact, having a look and thinking about the uh, the living spaces of these people when you have cut contact, that will tell you what their priorities were. And, and in some ways it's validating. In some ways it's validating because you might suspect these things, but to actually think, hmm, well, this, this, and this, hmm, that adds up, that makes sense. So I hope it makes sense to you. I hope that it helps you in one way or another, validates you or helps you deal with these people because, boy, they're difficult to deal with. And it's difficult to validate yourself. If you want my help, if you need my help, I am here for you. Please reach out to me, Claire, come back brighter at gmail.com or drop a comment here.